1: Tuesday and happy May. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome or welcome back, only True Democracy and Talk Radio of for and by you, the people. In this hour, uh, co-hosting and joining me, and glad to have him with us, is Brad Bannon. Brad runs Bannon Communications Research. They're a polling message development and media firm. They help labor unions, progressive issues groups, and Democratic candidates win public affairs and political campaigns. He's a regular contributor to The Hill.com, also a senior advisor to and contributing editor for Tilliforyu.com. They're a social media network for politics. And he lectures in poli-sci at Salem State University in Salem, Massachusetts. More than a pleasure to have back our friend and yours, A regular here, Brad Bannon. Hey, Brad, how you doing?
0: I'm fine, Leslie. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you, and and good to um, have you with us uh, on this Tuesday. Um, Always a pleasure. This past Saturday over the weekend, our President Donald Trump hit his 100-day, first 100-day mark, and uh, there was a piece, uh, as CNN had by Marshall Cohen and Wade Pace and Denny, about by the numbers, how Trump stacks up after 100 days. We are... Uh, and we claim to be, and we need to be, the only true democracy in talk radio. Not need to be. We need to have more of those out there. But we are here about truth. And Brad, you and I, truthfully, are liberal progressive Democrats who were supporters of Hillary, didn't support this president. But we also do look at the truth. You wrote a piece for The Hill about Trump's first 100 days. We'll talk about that. But first, let's talk about how Trump truly stacks up. There are those that support the president that would say, But he's done more than any other president since he took office. He has signed 29 bills into law. So let's talk about those. He promised a lot of things in his campaign. Some of the big things people elected him to do, he hasn't done. He's fallen short on repealing Obamacare, uh, building the wall and having a plan to defeat ISIS within the first 30 days, we're still waiting, and we're on day 103. Um, So, or 102, 103. Uh, So uh, now, uh, Trump has signed 29 bills into law since taking office. Is that a lot? Is that an excellent uh, job, or does it really depend on what you think of the bills?
0: Well, uh, compared to his predecessors, it's a pretty low number. Uh, I think the way to look at this is that he, his major initiatives, well, first of all, his major congressional initiative uh, was Trump Care. Uh, and that got wiped out by his whole caucus, uh, by, the, by the Republican caucus. Uh, the other thing, that one of the first things he did was issue two different executive orders uh, banning travel from uh, majority Muslim nations, uh, and both of those were shot down by federal courts before the ink was even dry. Uh, a, a good example, uh, yesterday the House and Senate agreed on a uh, interim budget and the most notable absence from the budget uh, was there. There was no money for his border fence in it. So, if you look at the major initiatives, if you talk, you know, look at the things he promised during the campaign, like get rid of Obamacare, uh, build the wall, uh, and uh, the travel ban, they've all he's been defeated on all of them.
1: Uh, no question about that, but you know Trump is uh, still a fighter, and you know with politics even more so than I, Brad, that it's 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 the messenger and the messaging sometimes more than the reality. And you see from these rallies that the president is obviously still campaigning. He's put out an ad for crying out loud uh, about his first 100 days. Um, is it the you know isn't it the perception perception versus the reality? Because those people that love Trump perceive him as being great and having accomplished so much, despite the fact that the facts don't bear that to be true.
0: Well, I don't think people are, voter Americans are impressed. Uh, His average uh, approval rating for the first 100 days was only 41%. And that's basically the Trump base. And no one besides the Trump base think he's doing a good job as president. And if you look at his 41%, at this point in his presidency, uh, Barack Obama was at 63% uh JFK was at 76 percent at this point in his presidency. Uh, Bill Clinton was at 55 so he has a lower job rating at this point in his presidency than any of his recent predecessors.
1: You know when we look at these um, well everything that he you know stands there and you know puffs his chest out uh, over like 29 bills into law. Um, He also puffs his chest out about the successful Supreme Court nomination that took place within his first 100 days. He's only the fourth U.S. president uh, to do that. Um, Is that to his credit, or is that something that was easy when you you have your party, that he's allegedly a Republican, uh, as a majority in the House and the Senate? I mean, they had the the numbers no matter who was president and no matter who the nominee was.
0: Well, uh, you know, the reality is he should be able to get anything passed. Uh, because the Republicans have a big majority in the House uh, and a majority in the Senate, and I would say the uh, his nomination of George Gorsuch and his uh, the approval by the Senate is the one major achievement he can point to, but. It's interesting that even though his party controls both houses of Congress, the only way they could get Judge Gorsuch's concern was to change the Senate rules. And if they hadn't done that, they wouldn't have been able to uh, confirm him. So that's his one – is one major legislative achievement, but he's been shot down on all the other important initiatives Uh, he's uh, thrown Congress's way uh, since he became president.
1: You had said that he has not signed into law as many bills uh, as his predecessors, but my research says uh, that he actually signed more bills into law than the previous five presidents, and he has signed more executive orders than any president since uh, Harry Truman. Uh, where do we disagree? I mean, I know where we disagree, but why do we disagree on this number?
0: Well, first of all, if you look at his two two of those executive orders, they were shot down as unconstitutional by federal courts before the ink was even dry on them. And let's look at his—let's look at Barack Obama. Uh, in the first hundred days of his presidency, Barack Obama— uh, pushed and passed a stimulus bill uh, that stopped the economy from going into the toilet. Uh, he got Congress to uh, sign uh, pass the Lilly Ledbetter uh, Fair Pay Act. And he also uh, got Congress to approve a health care uh, program for children, uh, to, you know, where are Donald Trump's major legislative achievements i don't see them maybe they're there somewhere but if he if there are he's hiding them pretty well
1: when we look at the different laws that are on the books, the new laws that are on uh, the books, um, there is really no major legislation. I think we could even put a win for Trump in the category of the Senate confirming his uh, nominee to the Supreme Court. It hasn't happened in a president's first 100 days since President James Garfield did it 136 years ago. But if we look at the new laws on the books, there's no major legislation. Um, He signed 29 bills uh, into law according to public record. That is more than Obama, Clinton, Bush, uh, Bush Sr., and Reagan. But there's no major legislation. There's no bill that has really delivered on any of the promises he made in his campaign. And none of these bills have a nationwide impact, correct?
0: Yeah, they don't. And again, look at what he promised during the campaign. He promised to start the wall immediately. Congress refused to appropriate money to build the wall, and I don't think it's coming from Mexico. Uh, he promised to abolish Obamacare on day one. Uh, Obamacare is still law. Uh, and the uh, other thing he promised was the travel ban. And again, that got shot down as unconstitutional twice by federal courts. So he hasn't been able to fulfill any of his campaign promises. They've all been shot down by Congress or the federal court system.
1: Also, when we break this down, um, 11 of the laws that Trump signed um, actually were laws just to undo things that were done by his predecessor, Barack Obama. The Obama-era regulations, uh, rules about the Internet or Social Security. Four of the laws are actually purely ceremonial. They rename memorials or rename VA clinics. Um, President Obama, Clinton and uh, Daddy Bush all signed landmark legislation in their first 100 days in office. President Obama had two big wins in his first 100 days, the Lilly Ledbetter Fair Pay Act that eased rules against women who sue employees for pay discrimination. And And then the second was the nearly 800 billion stimulus package Obama said was necessary to save the economy. Trump's best shot at a major legislative accomplishment, well, that was the American Healthcare Act. It failed. It's gonna fail again. It seems they don't have the votes by the GOP. And speaking of budget, This is a president who says, let the government shut down.
0: Yeah, he did say that today, and it's completely irresponsible. You know, but he's desperate because the problem he has with Congress is not with Democrats, but with Republicans in the House. You have this group of about 30 Republicans who call themselves the Freedom Caucus, and they're the ones who shot down uh, Trump care because they didn't want any health care insurance at all. And they're about to sh- uh, shoot uh, shoot down another one. And, uh, you know, I would add uh, to President Obama's accomplishments in the first days was the uh, uh, major bill he passed uh, to extend health care insurance uh, to children, which was a major accomplishment. Uh, so, again, I can't tell you any of the major promises that Trump made during the campaign that he's fulfilled so far, Uh, and when he's tried to fulfill them, they've got shot down by his own caucus in Congress um, or federal judges.
1: I want to take a break when we come back. We're gonna continue to talk with my co-host and partner in crime on this Tuesday in May, Brad Bannon. Like I said, he runs Bannon Communications Research. He's a political science professor at Salem State University and a regular contributor to thehill.com, also a senior advisor and contributing editor for tillerforyou.com. Check out his website, BannonCR.com. On Twitter, follow him at Brad Bannon, B-R-A-D-B-A-N-N-O-N. No relation to Steve. And Facebook, Facebook facebook.com forward slash brad.bannon1. I'm Leslie Marshall. You have questions or comments about the president's first 100 days, what he promised. Maybe you voted for him and maybe you feel that, you know, he had a lot of campaign promises and those boxes haven't been checked. What about these 29 legislative measures? What about the executive orders? How has Trump done in the first 100 days, in your opinion. And what will happen in the second? 100. I'm hoping for impeachment. 888 Leslie, 888 653 7543. Back after this, don't go away.
2: Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 888 6 Leslie.
1: I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Brad Bannon is in the, in the house. Hey, Brad, thank you for holding and welcome back. And um, I have to tell you, we are talking about the first 100 days, which took place this past uh, Saturday. Mark Levine was on yesterday. I'm on today. First opportunity I've had to talk about it since coming back from Morocco after doing uh, my TED Talk. Um, and we were talking about the 29 laws that Trump has signed into to law, the uh, fourth president um, that has appointed a U.S. Supreme uh, Court Judge within his first 100 days, but also the fact that the new laws on the books are no major legislation. And even though he signed the most executive orders uh, since uh, uh, Truman over the past uh, 72 years, um, border security, uh, abortion. Um, you know, but, you know, even signed one before that campaign rally over the weekend in Harrisburg, uh, Pennsylvania. Um, by the way, he, he put down Barack Obama. He said, quote, I don't think Obama even tries anymore. I think he just signs executive actions. That was in December a couple of years ago, of 2015. He said, that's the way the system is supposed to work. Then all of a sudden I hear he tried, he can't do it, and then boom, 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 and then another one, boom. And by the way, it looks like Trump's doing his own boom. Brad, let's take some calls. How's that sound? Great. Okay, sounds good. Uh, pick up the phone and join us, and we go first on line two to Paul in Woodinville, Washington. Hey, Paul, good afternoon. Uh, want to hear your take on Trump's uh, first 100 days.
3: Oh, hi, Leslie, and uh, good day. Brad, how are you doing? Fine, and you, Paul? G- good, doing good. Well, i break it down this way. Lyndon Johnson, LBJ, he had six principles or six axioms of passing successful legislation, and I'll tell you quickly what they are. Number one was speed. Number two, get the economists on your side. Number three, go public. Four, be passionate. Five, master the legislative process. And six, give Congress all the credit. Now, of those six, Donald Trump gets an F on every one. This guy has no idea and I say with an F, no idea, what he's doing. He has no idea what he's doing. It's just he, has, he doesn't know whether he's, I mean, he's, give Congress all the credit. He threatens Congress. He bullies people. He doesn't, he, he lets Congress uh, decide, well, what kind of bill they get. He, he doesn't get out front on anything. He, he'll, he'll get out front, then he'll back off. He'll go away. He, there's, there's no way to tell what he's for. And how he's going to get it done. He's absolutely uh, incompetent. And I know it's been 100 days, but I think the 100 years war seemed like it was shorter.
1: Brad?
0: Well, uh, yeah, I think, Paul, you've hit on a a very important point. Uh, The problem is when Donald Trump ran his his business empire, my guess is he said, do something. Uh, And the people who work for him jumped and did it. But the problem is that's not how the United States government works. Uh, I think Donald Trump came in thinking, hey, I'm president. I could do anything I want. Well, the reality is because of the system of checks and balances we have, the president can't do very much at all unless he has the Supreme Court on his side uh, and Congress on his side. And I understand uh, that when the second travel ban uh, executive order got shot down, uh, Trump told a member of his staff, can federal judges
1: do that? And of course <laughs> they – I mean, I mean, guys, can. guys, guys, I think, it's, I think we can all agree that I, – I, I'm mystified, even though we inherited a lot of money. How he still has money and how he was able to make business deals—he can't be that much of an idiot. But when you hear him talk about his complete lack of knowledge of over, uh, over how our our government, our own government runs, uh, how anything with regard to foreign policy um, and, and other countries and other leaders, and of course, you know, people that you know he references that are dead internationally, whether it be uh, Pavarotti or people that weren't alive during the Civil War, and you know, he and just you know, U.S. history. Uh, people internationally, foreign history. I'm just mystified. I really find this guy to be an idiot. Well, and and, and, and and I mean, as a matter of fact, George Bush, George W. Bush, is looking smarter every bloody day that Donald Trump <laughs> opens his mouth, which is a frightening thing. Nancy Pelosi said that, right? She said, "I never thought I would wish. I never thought I'd see the day where I'd wish for George W. Bush to be president again." So he, he, here's here's the thing, though. Are we are we seeing this? Is the knee jerk reaction, direct knee jerk reaction? Uh, Brad, Paul, both weigh in because. With with Mulvaney, for example, you heard what he said. He said Trump doesn't like the fact that Democrats are, you know, excited about the deal they reached with Republicans, and they're saying bad things about him. And if they do that, he'll shut down the government, damn it, because he's got that pen, and he's got the ability to sign or not to sign. We'll be back with Brad's reaction, Paul's reaction. Those of you holding to call us, if you want to call us, 888-6-Leslie, 888-653-7543, back in a moment. Brad, thank you for holding. Welcome back. Uh, I want to get Paul, one of our callers, take first. Um, Paul is the. I mean, is is this how Donald Trump plans to operate with regard to legislation? If you don't say something flattering about him, the pen is going down.
3: Well, well the, 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 I'll tell you what is the, disturbing is he, he uh, obviously doesn't understand. Uh, the number one rule of thumb is that the president proposes, Congress disposes, right. and it, it's up to, it's up to Congress to decide how to spend money. And if he's threatening a he is threatening a government shutdown four months in advance of I mean this is this is unbelievable that he would say such a thing or tweet so he's such a twit to to, to do that that he's not going to sign a spending bill that Congress might pass if it's not what he wants. He's got it all backwards. I mean, he doesn't know he doesn't know who's alive during the Civil War and he doesn't know uh, whether a cart goes before or after the horse. He just doesn't get it. I mean he's a disaster. I think that this kind of thing may ultimately lead to even his undoing by the Republicans. I, I, I have to believe that's that's a possibility. What what do you think, Brad?
0: Well, yeah, honestly, you can already, you're can. you right, Paul. You can honestly be, get, already see it. Uh, you see Republicans in Congress uh, much more vocal in criticism of Donald Trump. And there's a simple reason for this. Uh, if Donald Trump's job rating is where it is today, which is in the low 40s, a lot of Republican members of Congress are going to be thrown out of office next year in the midterm elections. Yeah. And Repub- Republicans, there's this... Democrats need 28 seats, I think, to take back the House. There are 23 congressional districts where you have Republican incumbents, but were won by Hillary Clinton in 2016. They are those Republicans who uh, can't come from districts where Clinton won, are scared to death of Trump. And they're already start, starting to turn on them. And I think it will get worse as time goes on. Yeah.
1: All right. Anything else, Paul?
0: That, that, thanks, Leslie.
1: I right. really appreciate it. Always uh, look forward to hearing from you. Pick up the phone and join us, eight eight, eight, six Leslie, eight eight, eight, six five, three, seven five four three. In Decatur, Georgia, line three. Reggie joins us. Reggie, good afternoon. Happy Tuesday to, to
4: you to you yourself, Leslie Martin, to Brad Bett and you you guys too as well. Hi, Reggie. How you doing, Brad? Uh Fine. well, if if uh yeah, how many more do you future or Near future government shit that must the American people have to endure before we finally stand up, and stand up and say enough is finally damn enough, damn it. And if the job and if his job is so damn freaking that it's hard for him, won't he just up and or oh, I don't know quit, maybe or possibly and turn the reins over to somebody else?
0: Or he, he won't do it because his ego will get in the way, you know? Well, what is he? personal feeling is I think his ego would get in the way. Um, The only way you'll get Donald Trump out of the White House is to carry him in a pine box. Um, He's not going to give up the powers willingly. Uh, And even though most Americans don't think he's doing a good job, uh, as long as he has Republican House and Senate, uh, he can basically stay in there. Uh, And which is why the midterm elections next year are so important. The only way to get Trump To remove Donald Trump from office is to get a Democratic Senate and a Democratic House. And that's why the midterms next year are so important.
4: He's at the NRA convention this past Friday, or this past week, that he gave at the NRA convention this past week. Because, you know, you have people like Sarah Palin, Kid Rock, and Ted Nugent defending and standing up for their gun rights. So, how do you feel about them? Being there, him giving that speech at the NRA
1: convention this past
0: week. Well, yeah, I mean, he's like the kid who is cramming for final exams. A couple of weeks ago, he realized, well, gee, it's going to be, I'm going to be in president for a hundred days, and that's sort of the measuring stick for the first measuring stick for the effectiveness of our presidency. And he realized he didn't have anything to point to. So they tried to push another version of the health care bill. Uh, now he's making noises about not signing the budget, which would uh, put, you know, collapse the American economy. And I just think he's becoming increasingly uh, desperate uh, because he did not realize when he became president that the Constitution creates three co-equal branches of government. The executive branch, the president, the legislative branch, Congress, and the judicial branch, the uh, the, uh, federal court system. And uh, under the Constitution, all three of them have to get together and agree on something before something happens. And I don't think Donald Trump had any clue that's the way it worked. I think he wants to be the kind of leader that Vladimir Putin is. I mean, if you go to Russia, uh, if Vladimir Putin says to do something— It gets done. No worries about checks and balances or anything like that. And I think Trump wishes he had the kind of power Vladimir Putin does, uh, where he could just snap his fingers and things would happen. But that's not the way our system works.
1: I I want to talk more. Um, you wrote a, a great piece, uh, Brad, uh, about uh, Donald Trump uh, not being presidential in his first 100 days. Um, and, you know, because we've, we've talked about the legislation, you know, the executive orders, where he gets a pat on the back, so to speak, and, you know, where he has failed specifically even to the people that voted for him. Uh, with uh, campaign uh, promises. But you wrote Trump's first 100 days, anything uh, but presidential. Um, and you say that his presidency in the first 100 days is known for better for defeats uh, than uh, for victories. You said things have actually gone better for the resistance than they have for the administration. Please explain.
0: Well, I could point to a whole number of things. Uh, first, his uh, major defeat on Trump care uh the fact that two of his executive orders on travel bans from Muslim countries uh, were knocked down by federal courts uh, his first national security advisor uh general michael flyn lasted 25 days and that's because flynn is up to his eyeballs in this you know russian influence uh uh, can't scandal uh you know he he it is he, he i can point to several failures but except for the nomination of judge gorsuch that's the only success the trump administration have had on a significant piece of legislation or executive order and americans don't think it's enough because most americans don't think donald trump is doing a good job as president he has the support of his core voters, you know, which is in the high 30s or low 40s. But no one else thinks he's doing a good job. And the problem is he can't run the government based on his core supporters. He has to form a consensus, and he doesn't want to do that, and he's not very good at it.
1: Okay, let's take some more calls. Eight 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 six Leslie. Eight 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 six five three seven five four three. 888-653-7543. And uh, let me see up next. Let's go to Ishmael, Line 4, Manassas, Virginia. Hi, Ishmael. Question or comment for Brad?
5: Leslie, thank you so much. I have a question and a comment. Uh, but um, uh, your producer, Marco Mori, educated me a little bit. So uh, we'll give him kudos credit, you know. Um, I wanted just to um, – you can always tell when someone doesn't know what they're doing, when they tell you their job is hard. And that's Donald Trump. You know he, does not even know, he doesn't know what he's doing. So does it mean that he's not going to rerun for 2020? I mean, can we, can we read through that comment, the interview with Reuters, that he's not going to run second term? This
0: would be, you know, knowing Donald Trump's ego, uh, that he would run for reelection election uh, in okay. 2020. Uh, but I think there are a couple ifs. Uh, I think this Russian scandal— has the, uh, you know, could very well uh, kill the Trump presidency. Uh, I think he made all sorts of deals with the Russians last year during the campaign uh, yeah, to take favorable stands on issues the Russians care about if he would help them, him win the campaign. And I think there's a lot of money changed hands. And honestly, I think that will bring down the Trump administration before 2020. You know, if he ran Definitely. for re-election right now, he wouldn't get re-elected. Um, he would lose in a landslide.
5: Okay, so we don't. So you don't think he's going to rerun? I mean, he's not going to go that far. So what? What? What I wanted to follow up with uh, is, in terms, of what is the? What do you think the Democratic strategy right now to deal with Trump presidency and the Republican? You know, um, we saw during the Obama administration that the Republican just basically abstract, abstract. So can you just tell me what's the Democratic strategy right now to deal with Trump? And the second question, who pulls the string as far as the Republican Party and Trump? Who's, who's, who's pulling the strings?
0: Uh, well, uh, the answer to answer the first question, uh, your first question first, uh, I think, well, let me ask the, the second one first, actually. Uh, who's pulling the strings? Uh, I think Basically, the people who are really running the show um, are his daughter, Ivanka, and his and her husband, uh, um, Kushner. Uh, I think they're the powers behind the throne. I think they're making all the calls because honestly, I don't think Donald Trump's effective enough to. T- do anything by himself. And so I think he's delegated the presidency uh, to his daughter and to his son-in-law. And the problem with that is neither of them were elected to do anything. As far as the Democratic Party strategy goes, I have concerns about that. I think right now, from what I can see, the Democratic strategy is to basically stand by and let Trump hang himself, which he may very well do. Uh, but I think the Democrats are going to have to be more proactive than that. Uh, I think they had to stake out their own strong legislative agenda uh, and not just hang around and watch uh, Trump bloody himself, which is, I think, what they're doing now.
1: Anything else, Ishmael? I just wanted to know does McCown,
5: I know I want to go back to what he said that uh, his son in law and Dora are, are running basically the the throne does mcconnell and um uh uh, paul ryan i mean do they do they do they have any strength do they i mean with as far as bringing an agenda to the united states changing laws and different like that i mean do they all have to agree mcconnell trump and paul for anything to be really passed in congress or what is power what power does mcconnell and and ryan uh has in as far as this this next four years
0: Well, again, I think that's the major problem for Trump. Congress, uh, the Supreme Court, and the president are co-equal branches of government. Nothing can happen unless all three institutions sign on to it. And so far, Trump hasn't been able to get his own Congress to pass anything uh, because they're independent. And they have their own power. Uh, you know, right now, what Mitch McConnell and uh, Paul Ryan are thinking is uh, this guy's got a job rating around 40 percent. And if he has a job rating at 40 percent next year during the midterms, uh, we're going to lose our majority. And I think you're going to see Republicans be much more aggressive speaking out against Trump uh, because uh, they, uh, they are scared to death. And our previous caller, Paul, I think put it very well when he said that the president proposes and Congress disposes. The president can't do anything by himself. Uh, Congress has to sign off. The federal court system has to sign off. And I don't think Donald Trump Knew that when he became president, and I think he's getting desperate, which is why he's threatening a government shutdown now.
1: All right, thank you, and I appreciate your call. 888 6 Leslie, 888 653 7543. Jake is online too in Eureka, California. Hey, Jake, a uh, question or comment about the president's first 100 days.
5: Hi, Leslie and Brad. I'd like to ask about the possibility of a couple scenarios. Um, assuming Donald Trump does not resign or is not impeached or removed from office. If you look at his series of interviews over the past week, he's made just one strange statement after another, uh, His televised interview with John Dickerson, his bizarre behavior when he ended that interview. Donald Trump is the oldest person ever to become president of the United States. And he does appear to have some sort of mental health issues. Um, if the 25th amendment is not invoked, first of all, what's the possibility the 25th Amendment would be invoked and there would be a majority vote of his cabinet uh, to remove him from office in favor of Mike Pence? And if that doesn't happen, what's the possibility that John Kasich will run against Donald Trump in the Republican primary in 2020?
0: Well, uh, first of all, I think uh, you're right. The 25th Amendment is not going to work uh, because it would have to be based on a vote of the people he appointed to cabinet positions. And they're not about to vote, you know, down the guy who gave them their jobs. Uh, So that's not going to work. I think John Kasich is being very visible. He's made trips up to New Hampshire already since the presidential campaign was over. And I think right now he would love to run against Donald Trump in the Republican primary in 2020. But— that he would have problem doing that, because Donald Trump, the people who vote in Republican primaries, are not representative of the American public. They are incredibly conservative. They are incredibly nihilistic and anti-government, and they love Trump. It's just that once you get past that core support, no one else does. So I think Kasich would have a hard time beating them in the Republican primary because true believers vote in the Republican primary. Um, On the other hand, I don't see how Trump could win a general election given his low job rating now. Uh, But, you know, we'll see what kind of shape he's in then. But, you know, the reality is the only way I can think of this thing Uh, of removing Trump from office is to elect a Democratic Congress uh, in 2018. Um, So the House can impeach him, and the Senate can vote to remove him from office. Uh, Failing that, the only other thing I see as a major problem, I think this Russian scandal is going to get worse and worse and worse because right now the FBI is uncovering all the rocks. And if that is a major scandal, uh, then Trump may be forced to resign. Uh, but failing that, uh, we're stuck with him, um, at least unless the Democrats win uh, back control of Congress in 2018, which could happen. All
1: right. Thank you, Brad. We are out of time. Sorry we didn't get to everybody else's calls, but do give us a buzz again the rest of the days this week. Same bat time, same bat channel. We're going to take a break, and when we come back live from a nation's capital, talk media news will join us, and we'll uh, catch you up to date with what's going on today. Every day is a big Tuesday with this guy in the White House. I'm Leslie Marshall. Don't go away. Question is, is the GOP going to fail on health care yet again? It does seem to be
2: stuck in neutral, at least for the time being. Uh, Paul Ryan telling the GOP caucus that, of course, he won't bring the bill to the floor unless he has the votes. And uh, you know, Mike, Mike Pence headed to the Capitol to try to rally votes up yesterday. So suffice to say, if you don't see that bill on the floor, that means that the Republican Party doesn't have the votes that they need, and they obviously desperately want to avoid a uh, a second embarrassing setback on this issue. Uh, right now, they they have about twenty uh, they have about twenty yeses in order to get to that crucial two sixteen. Uh, they need um, part, part, one of the things that they're really wrestling with is whether or not they can get this done by Thursday, which is when they all head out for a one week recess. And whatever. Momentum they may or may not have, as tiny as it may be, that will almost more than certainly evaporate while they're back home with um, some angry constituents and uh, an energized Democratic base. Um, they have the part, part, one of the reasons that they're having a difficult time is trying to see if they can pass a bill that at least makes the Senate job a little bit easier. I mean, if, if we think in the health care bill passed through the the House is going to be hard, just wait to see. Uh, see what happens in the Senate. So as of right now, Paul Ryan is desperately trying to get something done in the next 48 hours. But, you know, the fact that they haven't got it done yet doesn't necessarily bode well for things.
1: And so that people understand before, um, you know, it was the Freedom Caucus holding this up. Who is exactly holding this up and why? To be honest, it's a lot of
2: moderates. Uh, they, you know, via the, the MacArthur Amendment, which, which allows states to opt out of some of the, uh, the regulations of the Affordable Care Act, uh, that brought the Freedom Caucus on board, but now it's isolating a bit of moderates who who don't know if they want to put their name on something that may not have the kind of protections for things as, such as pre-existing conditions as, um, uh, as, as Obamacare has. And so it's one of these things where, damned if you do, damned if you don't, uh, they got the Freedom Caucus on board. And remember, the Freedom Caucus sank their first go-around, but now it may sort of sink the second time around as well because some of the moderates don't like— some of the provisions that are being uh, pushed through by the Freedom Caucus.
1: And just, Patrick, a number. What is the latest whip count of no's?
2: Uh, The latest whip count of no's is, I believe, it's 13 no's. They have 20 yeses, and they have about eight undecided uh, out of this group of sort of um, uh, undecided And so they need to get to that 216 right now. But uh, I believe CNN did a web count earlier today that said that they were even as close as one no vote away from this thing falling apart. So we're hearing a lot of different numbers coming out of there. The long and short of it is that no matter what happens, it's really, really close.